0: Welcome to Challenge Accepted. I'm your host, Stephanie Lucas, a marriage and family therapist by trade and mom to a daughter with hearing loss. I'm creating a space for parents and caregivers of special needs families to find support, validation and acceptance by sharing stories of a broad range of families with unique challenges. While this isn't therapy and does not replace the advice of a medical provider, we'll dive into the tougher parts of parenting together and join a team of support from others who get it. This next half hour is about you, your experiences, your emotions, and being allowed to take up space as a parent and human being. So hands in, ears on, hearts open team, this is Challenge Accepted. Hey everybody, I have some exciting news. We just became affiliates for Baby Signing Time. This is a program that has been monumental in our efforts to teach Riley ASL as a part of her Deaf culture, but it's also great for all kids learning early communication skills. It's something the entire family watches together, and it's been a great way to encourage family members and other caregivers to have an easy way to sign with Riley. There's even a specialized series to help adults learn the more complex conversational and grammatical elements of ASL. For only $10 a month or $100 a year, you and your family can have access to a wide library of ASL cartoons, songs, and courses. It also makes a great gift for a family with a new baby or a new diagnosis. Just head to your show notes for the affiliate link or check out my Instagram, stephanielucasmft, and the link in my bio for baby signing time. Happy signing! Sode 4. What is CMV? Once the diagnosis of hearing loss is established, you're shuttled in to meet with an ENT. In our town, there is one doctor who, quote, also sees kids. He was kind, compassionate, and encouraging. He told us lots of kids with single-sided deafness aren't even caught until they are screened in elementary school and they don't struggle too much to keep up with their peers. He told us that catching in early was a blessing because we could get her intervention right away and that kids who are aided by six months old are statistically on par with their peers by elementary school. He told us that there wasn't a great way to identify the cause, but just to be safe, we should do a urine screening for something called CMV, cytomegalovirus. He ordered the test and told us we could pick up the testing supplies at the local hospital lab. It's a moment I still laugh about going in to pick up the testing supplies from the lab, and the phlebotomist, who would turn out to be our favorite phlebotomist, but more on that another time, fumbling over himself getting things together. It wasn't a frequent request to get a urine screening for an infant. And then he hands me what I refer to as the toilet hat. It's a small shield that sits on top of the toilet and collects urine instead of letting it fall into the toilet. And that's great when you're toilet trained and not a two-month-old in diapers. I kind of just stared at him in comedic disbelief. You want me to put her on the toilet? He honestly was just as confused as me. Well, he paused. I guess so. There's nothing else I can give you. He was sweet, apologetic, and equally baffled by this, so... I trotted on home, nursed my baby, and 15 minutes later, I held her buck naked over a toilet with a hat on it and felt absolutely ridiculous. But hey, it worked on the first or second try, I think, so score one medical mom point for me, figuring shit out in the most random, backwards, and what-the-hell type of way. I poured the pee into the specimen cup, traversed it back to the lab, and gave the tech a high five. Light-hearted, carefree, you know, just giving my newborn a pee test. Just in case. A few days later, the call came back that she was positive for CMV, and that was most likely the cause of her hearing loss. That was it. No referral to infectious diseases, no outline of how she got it or if she would need treatment for it, no explanation of what it even was. I might have got a pamphlet. I can't remember. So, like any curious parent who is about to open a Pandora's box of information, I looked to Dr. Google. Oh, friends, 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 friends. If it's okay to grieve is the number one thing I hear from parents. Stay off of Google is the second. I wish I had called our pediatrician. I wish I had been given a referral to an infectious diseases expert. I wish I had another mama to ask, have you ever even heard of this? I'll just read you what I read from the Mayo Clinic. Most babies who have congenital CMV appear healthy at birth. A few babies who have congenital CMV who appear healthy at birth develop signs over time, sometimes not for months or years after birth. The most common of these late-occurring signs are hearing loss and developmental delays. A small number of babies may also develop vision problems. The following signs and symptoms are more common in babies who have congenital CMV and who are sick at birth. Premature birth, low birth weight, yellow skin and eyes, enlarged and poorly functioning liver, purple skin splotches or a rash, abnormally small head, microencephaly, enlarged spleen, pneumonia, and seizures. An infant whose mother became infected with CMV during pregnancy is more likely to experience complications. Complications from the baby include hearing loss. Intellectual disability, vision problems, seizures, lack of coordination, weakness or problem using muscles. You know that moment when you hear something, read something, see something that just feels so out of left field that your brain just flatlines? My heart skipped a beat and I think my thought was just one long, what? for about 30 minutes. Usually when something gives me anxiety, I wander around my house, office, or through my phone to tell as many people as possible, as if that will somehow dissipate my discomfort. But this? I didn't know who to tell, how to tell, what to tell. Just the sheer lack of information on the likelihood of progression, We really only knew what was possible, maybe more or less likely, Then I googled microencephaly, pretty much melted. I went to my husband. One of the parts about being a special needs parent that is so invisible, so traumatic, is the knowing and the telling. It falls on you, sometimes one of you, to be the one to hear the news. Then it also falls on that one to share the news, at minimum once. That gut-sinking, heart-stopping, breath-catching, brain-off-lining news. And then all eyes are on the little one. If someone stops to ask, are you okay? What do you say? No? Then what? There's no rule book for that on either side of that question. When I read the description to my husband, he's quiet. I tried to hedge. I guess the likelihood of some of those things for her is pretty low. She seems okay right now. Later he confessed to me that he had wondered if we'd need to care for her for the rest of our lives. Everything seemed like an unknown. CMV is a virus, transmitted and presenting just like the common cold. If you catch it outside the womb, it's almost always no big deal. This is why doctors don't bother telling us that it exists. But if you catch it in the womb, it can be catastrophic. Even then, though, you're playing a numbers game. Only 10% of cases of congenital CMV result in severe issues, like the ones listed above. 90% of kids emerge asymptomatic, and of those 90%, only 10-20% to develop issues later on. It comes down to being about 1 in 750 children born end up with a lifelong disability from CCMV. It is the leading non-genetic cause of childhood hearing loss. 50% of kids with initial hearing loss have it progress. A small minority of kids who initially present with hearing loss develop vision issues later. So everything simmers down to a big fat maybe. And for me, the mama who caught the virus, one of those maybes that lingers was, Was this my fault? Could I have prevented this? From an analytical perspective, yes. CMV is a preventable virus. It was one I wasn't educated about, but theoretically, I should have already been practicing preventive measures. From a statistical perspective, maybe. The odds that we are where we are now are so minuscule. Small enough to chalk up to fate. One of the many unpreventable what-ifs of parenthood and all of life. From an emotional perspective, we have to take a look at the word fault. It means flaw, responsibility. According to the Oxford Dictionary, an unsatisfactory feature. If I can take that idea and look to what I did to cause this. I kissed my toddler on the mouth, perhaps, or shared a fork. Or in a rush, I didn't wash my hands after a diaper change. Or I got peed on and I just rolled with it. When I consider those things and I ask myself, are those flaws? Are they unsatisfactory features of motherhood that by doing, I failed my unborn child? I feel okay saying, no. I'm a messy, love splurging, share what's mine mama, and I love being that kind of mom. I choose to be that kind of mom. I don't see it as a flaw. While I may have altered some of those behaviors if I had been educated about CMV, I was doing the best I could at the time, making choices that fit for me and my love for my kiddo. Katie spoke in my last interview about feeling responsible, as though she had failed as a mother. When the words came out of her mouth, I immediately hit me, I both related with them and felt an impulse to push them away. And that's a cycle I think special needs parents go through over and over again. Each decision, each what if, each maybe, it's a battle between the analytical, rational, and emotional mind. And as a therapist, I can tell you if you already struggled with shame, self-worth, or feeling flawed, it's going to be an uphill battle. I can't give you an easy out. There is no magic elevator. It comes down to allowing yourself to be imperfect, realizing things in life happen that we can't control and that we have the power to create meaning out of them, and truly believing that you are doing the best you can in each moment, past, present, and future. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope it was inspiring and encouraging for you and your journey. If you enjoyed it, I love it if you could share it with your friend, subscribe for future content, and leave us a five-star review. This will help us grow our reach so others can join our community of support. If you would like to share your unique story with the Challenge Accepted community, feel free to reach out to me on social media, Stephanie Lucas MFT, on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for being a part of our team.